the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another, that we may be healed, and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. You hold the keys to the kingdom. The Bible is the voice of God. He said, I give unto you power. He has given unto you, child of God, something magnificent. God gave you not only power. Jesus said, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Are you prevailing and going through something right now? Are you concerned about your wife, your husband? Maybe it's a grandchild, a son or a daughter who's gone so far from God. Well, it's time to break through in the spirit realm, and see the manifestation of that break too. Today, we're going to talk about a simple form of prayer. We're going to talk a bit about fasting and how to deal with naysayers. We're going to cover a lot today. God wants you to step into his awe-inspiring presence through communion and take back what the enemy has stolen from you. Maybe you have some naysayers. I tell you the keys are in your hands. Prayer and fasting conquers naysayers, the doubters who say that kid will never amount to anything. Your daughter's a prostitute. How in the world is she ever going to become anything than what she already is? Or maybe some are saying your husband, your wife, he or she drinks too much to have any common sense. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, if you press through and you prevail in prayer, and you intensify in the midst of the battle, I want you to know that when you prevail, that God is going to answer your prayers. Let me tell you something happened in my life. One of my kids, now this kid was so rebellious. You know, that's the kind of kid that'll really give you a run for your money is what they used to call it when I was younger. This kid was defiant. If I said yes, He said, no. If I said night, he said day. If I said blue, he said, it's white, mother. I'm telling you, this kid was defiant. If I said to him, you better not do that, he said, I already did it. I'm telling you, the word rebellion was created because of this kid of mine. I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. I prayed so much about this kid. 
But I want you to know today that God answers prayers. As I prayed, he kept right on acting up. However, he just couldn't get into major trouble. But he got real close, I'll say that. But I'm just going to tell you like this. This is just how it happened. Do you know that God showed me a vision in the night when I was dealing with this kid? And that's how I stayed one step ahead of him. Now, that's legal because in our Bible, in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, the exact thing happened to our apostle Paul. Acts 16, 9, the Bible says that night, Paul had a vision. A man from Macedonia and northern Greece was standing there pleading with him, come over to Macedonia, Paul, and help us. Like Paul, you see, God would show me a vision in the night. And when my son and his little middle school friends would plan mischief, I would take off from work early. And I would pick him up outside of school. You should have seen the shocked look on his face. He would turn to his friend and say, hey, man, I got to go. My mom's here. This kid was defiant. But God would show me a vision in the night. And this is what kept him out of getting into real trouble. It seemed at times my prayers weren't even working. But unbeknownst to me, God was going to show up and show me the power of prayer. Even though I couldn't see the answers, I would keep praying. But I, I have to admit, I was young and I was getting weary. Well, one day I was sitting in the kitchen at the kitchen table and I heard the front door open. And it was in the evening and the kids were outside and they were playing at a neighbor's house. And I turned to see who had opened the front door. And I I looked down the hallway and I saw my son, you know, the rebellious one. He was walking down the hallway towards his bedroom. And as he headed down the hallway and I turned to look, I saw a shimmering, shimmering light. I'll never forget it. It was like something that you see on TV, just sparkling, sparkling lights. It looked like hundreds and hundreds of tiny little shimmering lights, like maybe stars or something in the sky, something you'd see in a movie. And it was from the top of his head. And it went all the way down to his shoes. This shimmering light was behind him. And I kind of gasped. I said, oh, oh, Lord, what is that? That's what I was thinking. I'm like, what is that? At that very moment, do you know the Holy Spirit spoke to me? He said, it's your prayers. They're walking right behind him. God brought that kid out. I prayed him through every rebellious stage through high school, every trick or mischief he could find. I prevailed, and I prayed, and God answered. That vision showed me that my prayers were there and that God was hearing my prayer and that he was going to answer. Oh, my goodness. God sent me to encourage someone today. Is it you? Is he talking to you? I don't know your name, but God does. It must be you. If you're praying and you're prevailing in prayer, God is going to answer your prayer. Intensify in prayer when you have not seen the prayer answered. It's a simple way of praying. It's a simple formula. Don't walk away from that child that's in rebellion. Don't give up on him or her. Don't switch jobs every time there's opposition. Don't end the marriage because you can't agree. That's not God. The word of God says, ask and it will be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened unto you. 
For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. God is not the son of man that he should lie. If he said it, he will do it. If he said it, will he not make it good? He said he watches over his word to be sure that it performs. That's Jeremiah 111. I'm kind of paraphrasing. It says, for I am watching over my word to perform it. God is a good father and he wants to answer your prayers. You aren't praying to a father who's trying to withhold good from you. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But it's important not to pray amiss. We have to know the will of God and stay close to God, abiding in his word. And he will show you his will through his word. And the Holy Spirit will intercede for you. Now, remember, draw God into your prayer. When you're asking God to do something, why should he do it? Are you drawing God into the prayer? Have you considered what God wants from you? We must take that into account. What does God need when we pray? Will there be naysayers? You better believe there will. Will there be doubters in your life? You better believe there will be. But fasting and prayer will overcome. And it brings us to mountaintop victory. Then we overcome the naysayers. The opposing force will be conquered. Remember in the Bible when Nehemiah was held captive by the king of Babylon? He was then serving the king of Persia as the cupbearer. It was a significant position, but he still held captive. The more the captives were bought over and brought into Babylon from Israel, Nehemiah was told of the devastation of his people that had been left behind in the city. Please watch closely now with intent to practice what Nehemiah did. His people were in dishonor and trouble. The walls of the city had been destroyed and the gates burned to the ground. Now watch the power of one man's prayer. This left those who were behind in the city in great disgrace and trouble. Without the wall, the city of the people, they were defenseless. Opposing forces could come in. Wild animals, their enemies, could easily come in and cause tremendous trouble. The people had been put to shame without the walls. It meant that they had been defeated, and it was obvious to all around them. The Jews that were left behind had returned and lived in a destroyed city. They were embarrassed. They were completely humiliated. But Nehemiah went to the Lord when he heard about this. The Bible does not say he requested that anybody else pray with him. However, it does say he prayed and he fasted. Nehemiah sought God on behalf of his people. He requested that God supernaturally intervene. The Bible says this went on for days. Nehemiah was wrestling with God. Nehemiah wasn't letting go. He was asking and seeking and knocking. Israel was in a hopeless state, but there was a prayer warrior who had not lost his hope. He knew that his people had sinned, but he also knew that God was a forgiving God and he sought him. Nehemiah was greatly troubled over the condition of the city that he loved and the disgrace of his people. He cried out to God. He told God of the sins of the people of Israel and he pleaded with God for his mercy. Remember my son's friend that fell at work? Remember his name was Mike? 
and he was a friend of his that had been on a trach for a long time. Remember when he fell and his head hit that concrete and he had those brain bleeds and they, they put him in hospice and my son had called and asked for desperate prayer? Remember when I went to the Lord in prayer and I kept crying out to God and crying out to God and God wasn't answering? I'm making a long story short. But remember the Holy Spirit spoke to me when I said, why aren't you answering me? Why won't you heal him? Remember what the Holy Spirit said to me in the midst of my prayer? He said, you don't know how he lived his life. I stopped praying right then, and I changed my prayer. And I asked God, Lord, I don't know how he's lived his life, but you, O oh Lord, are a merciful God. Will you please give Mike a second chance? And Lord, if you've given him a second chance, will you give him a third chance? And if by chance you've already given him a third chance, would you give him a fourth chance? Lord, give Mike whatever chance that he needs, Lord, but grant it. Forgive him for the way that he's lived his life. Do you know that he came out of a coma? Hallelujah. That burden that God put on my heart for him. And as I prayed and asked for forgiveness, God brought him out. Nehemiah knew how to worship God. He knew how to recall God's promises He asked God for forgiveness for all of Israel, for himself and his father's family. Nehemiah knew that unrepented sin would hinder prayer. His prayer was, Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and his commandments. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you today and night for your servants, the people of Israel. I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's family, have committed against you. Now that's powerful prayer. Nehemiah acknowledged God in that prayer. He gave him glory and honor just for being God. And he mentioned his faithfulness, his loving kindness that God had shown in the past. Nehemiah wanted God to help the people but he was drawing God into the prayer, reminding him how he had restored Israel. Nehemiah persevered in prayer for days. This could mean months the way the Bible describes it. His prayer request was not about himself at all. Nehemiah was a great intercessor. When God assigns a burden upon someone's heart that's heavy, he's calling them to intercede. When an event takes place that needs a prayer warrior, I tell you the truth. God's eyes move to and fro watching the earth for one that will intercede for the one who will accept the mighty circumstance and pray until the prayer brings manifestation of the answer. These intercessors will prevail in prayer and won't let go. This happens. It's not like a sadness that comes upon you. It's different. It's a burden that God puts on your heart. It might fall upon you for a few days or a few hours or a few weeks. It could be lengthy. I remember at one point in my life, I had a heavy burden to pray for those in prison. This burden would fall on me every day, heavy upon my heart. And I couldn't see any reason why I didn't know anyone in prison. Why is this burden falling on me? But I persevered in prayer. It was so heavy on me. The only thing I could do to get relief from it was to pray. Well, one day I got a phone call after that assignment ended and I was asked to pray for a man in prison in Louisiana. 
and this prison was one of the worst ones in Louisiana. They were mistreating the prisoners, unspeakable conditions, and cruelty. When I was asked to pray for them circumstance, having already prevailed in prayer for the prisoners, it didn't take much time. Do you know that facility in Louisiana was completely shut down and those prisoners were moved? That's what God needs right now. He needs warriors, warriors who come under a burden to pray and seek him, and they will prevail in prayer and shake evil out of his dwelling place. Through fasting and prayer, the impossible takes place. Nehemiah's request gave permission. The king gave permission for him to go and rebuild the wall. The king of Persia granted his request. The Bible says the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. And as the rivers of water, he turneth the king's heart whichever way that he will. Proverbs 21.1 Nehemiah's troubles weren't over though. When he began to build the wall, he ran into naysayers. They mocked him. They made fun of the workmanship. Oh, Nehemiah's troubles weren't over. But the Bible says, Nehemiah 4.9, Nevertheless, we made our prayer to our God. And because of them, we set a watch against them day and night. If you prevail in prayer and fast, God will reward you with answered prayer. You'll take the victory over the enemy. Naysayers will not prevail against you. Nehemiah heard about the plans of the people around them that wanted to fight against them for them not to rebuild the wall for Israel. But through prayer, they were guarded and protected. Nehemiah kept on working. The enemy used words to upset them as they worked. But Nehemiah used silence and prayer to defeat the enemy. Are you trying to do something great? Fasting and prayer will bring the enemy's plans to naught. Nehemiah and the workers finished the wall in 52 days. This was astonishing. All Israel's enemies heard about the efficient completion of the wall. This sent terror to their enemies because they knew then that God and only God could allow them to accomplish this and rebuild this wall in 52 days. The wall was a tribute to God and that he hears and he answers prayer. Nehemiah had a precious way of touching God's heart. He said, remember, oh my God, all that I have done for these people and bless me for it. Nehemiah 5, 19. Remember me, oh my God, for good. Nehemiah 13, 31. Nehemiah was constantly in prayer throughout his project. Consequently, God brought it to completion. Fasting is one of the most powerful forms of prayer. Many fast when the pastor asks for a fast, and he calls a fast, and that's good. And some will fast if the prayer group leader calls for a fast, and that's good too. But have you considered a life of fasting? Is God laying on your heart today it's time to go to another level? Have your prayers been kind of stuck and stalled out and you couldn't figure out how do I ascend to the next level? How do I reach that mountaintop in prayer? Well, God sent me with a word for you today that fasting in prayer destroys yokes of bondage. Fasting in prayer pulls down strongholds. You want to break drug addiction off of your child? I'm telling you that fasting in prayer will bring you answers. The enemy will set up a stronghold 
But I'm telling you that if you fast and pray and seek God, you'll pull down every stronghold that he has set against you and your family and those whom you love. God's looking for warriors who are ready to go to the next level and pray for the nation, who are ready to go to the next level and pray for the nations of the world. It's time for the church to step into its rightful place, its place of authority. We've been sitting still too long. And we've kind of slid backwards just a little bit. But God is calling us to go forward. He's calling the church to come forth like a mighty military force in prayer. Spiritual warriors who will take on the burdens of the nation, take on the burdens of their community. They will fast. And when God assigns that burden to them, and though their heart will be heavy, they will understand this is a divine assignment. And it comes straight from the Lord. When God puts that burden on your heart, it's not like empathy. It's not like sympathy. Oh no, you'll know when this burden falls upon you because it is God himself calling you to lay out before him and pray for those people. Pray for the nation. Pray for the president. Pray for kings and queens. Pray for leaders of nations. That's who God's looking for right now in the final days that we live. He's asking his people to rise up because fasting is what will break every yoke of bondage. Presidents don't have answers anymore to economies. Presidents don't have answers. Leaders of nations don't have answers to the relationships of one nation to another. Only God holds the heart of the king in his hand. And as he turns the rivers of water, he turns the heart of the king whichever way that he will. But his intercessors going down on their knees in prayer, that's what releases the power of God in this realm. It's those that understand that heaven has a mighty army. It's those that understand that they hold the keys to the kingdom. Look at your hands, child of God. I want you to just take a moment and look at your hands. These hands hold the keys to the kingdom and nobody else has them but the child of God. He said, I give unto you power and I give you the keys to the kingdom. Well, I want to tell you today that as you hold the keys to the kingdom, there's someone on your left and there's someone else on your right. There's somebody behind you and there is someone before you. Because the word says the angel of the Lord campeth round about them. So there's an angel at every angle, whichever way that you turn. When you become aware of this and you begin to walk in the light of God's word, I've been sent to tell you that your prayers are going to prevail. Your prayers are going to pierce the darkness. Not only have you gone through some things in your own life, so that you would know the power of prayer, so that you would be ready to ascend to the next level. Maybe you've been in a fire seven times hotter, but I want to tell you, only those who have been through something, those are the ones who know something. And I've cried enough tears for anybody who listens to the sound of my voice. I've cried enough tears to tell you that God answers prayers. I have weeped enough and I have moaned enough in prayer for my children, for others to know that if you prevail in prayer, 
that God is going to answer and that his word never fails. Has he not spoken it? Is he not well able to perform it? Oh, God's looking for warriors that will walk in loving kindness, that don't walk in resentment. They walk in forgiveness. They live a life of fasting. Have you considered that today? That's who God's looking for because he's going to make you a warrior. When you learn to live a life of fasting, maybe every morning God calls you for just a few hours to go into fasting and prayer. Maybe in the evening you eat before six o'clock and from six o'clock on you go back into prayer. Maybe he's calling you for certain days to fast and to pray and to seek his face. Maybe he's called you to lay out before him and cry out for the nation. God sent me with a word today that he's going to put a burden on your heart. And when he comes knocking now, you're going to recognize that burden and you're going to know that he's calling you. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.